Hello, IABC Edmonton members, and welcome to a recap of our latest professional development session. Hi, I'm Tammy Dewar, and I'm a partner in Calliope Learning, a consulting firm that I run with my husband. Those of us who kind of take leadership on and stand up for that role, that's what makes it doubly difficult. I don't think we realize just how much people are watching us. So we need to be very careful about how we look after ourselves. Our professional development sessions are a great way to sharpen your skills and learn some new ones. I have a little equation for it. Happiness for me equals gratitude over gratification in terms of like a mathematical formula. And if my gratitude is higher than gratification, which is searching for goals, then I'm happy and I bring kind of optimistic energy to my work. Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Well, hello everyone, I'm Marvin Polis, and welcome to another episode of the IABC Edmonton Professional Development Podcast. I'm one of the past presidents of IABC Edmonton, and currently the president of Stimulant Strategies and Stimulant Media Productions. It is December 2016. Our guest is just about to go on stage to make her remarks, and I've pulled her aside, and this is going to be great. Our guest is Tammy Dewar. She's from Calliope Learning. Tammy, welcome. Thanks, it's great to be here. Tammy, tell us about the presentation that you're about to make today. Well, it's titled How to Lead When You're Feeling Burned Out, a topic that is resonating for lots of people, and especially people in Alberta, because as we know, Albertans have gone through a bit of a rough time right now. So leadership actually requires the best of us every day. And sometimes that's difficult to deliver. And so what do you do when people are looking to you for leadership? And how is it that you um, look after yourself? And how is it that you continue to make an impact that you want to make as a leader? You know, there is this phrase that, uh, that people love to do boss watching. What do you think about that? <laughs> Indeed they do. Um, we are, and actually it's interesting you say that because I actually do a lot of work in leadership development. And that's one of the first messages I say to people is, you may not realize this, but everybody is watching you all the time. And so that's what, those of us who kind of take leadership on and stand up for that role, that's what makes it doubly difficult. I don't think we realize just how much people are watching us. So we need to be very careful about how we look after ourselves. Um, because when we're feeling burned out, it's very contagious from an emotional perspective. And yeah, people judge who we are as leaders based on how we show up that way. Okay, so the topic of this conversation today is going to be about burning out. So how do you prevent burnout? And maybe that's already happening. How do you get back on the right track? Well, lots of strategies there. I mean, one is, which we don't do well, is the proactive kinds of things. And so a big piece I'll be talking about today is self-care. And what does self-care mean? Why do we resist self-care? Uh, what are some simple strategies we can do? That sort of thing. So that's sort of the preventative. And once you've, you've kind of moved into burnout, which actually, by the way, is okay and normal. I mean, the other thing is to realize that we're not all superhuman all the time. We go through periods that aren't great and that are hard on us. And so um, the other piece of it is if you do find yourself in burnout, what is it that you can do to regenerate your interest and your excitement? And so one of the other things I'll be talking about is, is to ask people to revisit why is it that you're a leader? Why did you choose to do this in the first place? Why is it you do what you do? What's, and to rediscover your original passion for the work. One of the things that I know you're going to talk about today is 
the role of happiness in your leadership and well another thing is also reframing can you tell me about these principles yeah happiness is an interesting one there's there are not very many leadership writers and researchers talk about happiness but the the model i'm using by joanna barsh called centered leadership she does in her research she discovered that happiness was quite central to people's leadership so the ch the challenge that i'll talk about for people is we need to get back into what is it that makes us happy and develop some kind of strategy for ensuring that. So mine, for example, is I have a little equation for it. Happiness for me equals gratitude over gratification in terms of like a mathematical formula. And if my gratitude is higher than gratification, which is searching for goals, then I'm happy and I bring kind of optimistic energy to my work. That's what's true for me around my happiness. For other people, it might be different, but that's the challenge that I put out to people is you need to be happy in your leadership role. And if you're not, then you need to reconsider, is this the right role for me at this time? Do I need to make changes there? Or do I just need to get reconnected with what makes me happy? And what about reframing? What do you mean by this? So reframing is the ability that no matter what happens, I'm able to maintain my optimism and my sense of personal agency, if you will. So Alberta is a good example right now. There's a lot going on in the external environment that is, you know, fairly challenging, kind of negative, and we all go through those times. And what starts to happen for some people is to internalize that. So reframing is the ability to recognize when you're actually sort of doing that and to use strategies to get you focused in on what it is that you do want instead of what you don't want. A lot of the mindfulness movement relates to reframing right now. Mindfulness practices would say it doesn't really matter what's going on in our external environment. If I can get recentered on me and who I am and the fact that I'm still breathing as a human being and that things are okay, then I get into the present moment and I'm not kind of catastrophizing about what might happen or I'm not ruminating on what did happen. So reframing gets me back into the present and looking for the opportunities. And I guess not doing this properly is something that really could suck away your energy. And I know you want to talk about energy today. So what are some of the things that are really important in managing your energy? And are you really talking here about your psychological energy or your physical energy or both? Actually, all of that. I mean, it's the intersection of that. It's your emotional energy, it's your mental or intellectual energy, it's your physical energy, and it's actually your spiritual energy. So um, instead, you know, we often talk about time management as a, as a way to, you know, kind of manage whatever our, our busy, stressed lives might be. And actually, it's more looking at energy and engagement and how you use that. So it's, it's, it's looking at all four of those things and thinking, how am I paying attention to my spiritual needs or energy right now? And what am I doing physically for myself? And what am I doing emotionally for myself? And so managing that energy kind of relates to self-care in a way because leaders tend to be the kinds of people who they don't become leaders because they haven't done anything. They become leaders because they have done lots and they are kind of type A usually. And that means that sometimes what they need to learn is where do I say no? What are my boundaries in terms of what I can and can't do? And get focused on what are the priorities instead of what's urgent? Because when we're burned out, we start to pay attention to the urgent. It eases our anxiety and we can check things off a to-do list. But that's actually keeping us kind of stuck in a reactive mode. 
And something that all good leaders know is that the way you get things done is through motivating people and guiding people. We are social creatures, as a matter of fact. And one of my mentors taught me a long time ago is that, you know, the way you become successful is by making other people successful. So let's talk about your social network. How does all of this play in? Absolutely. I mean, one of the first things is like I, I give my power away as a leader and that's how I make people more powerful and that's my role, which can be a, a tough challenge. But in terms of our network, I often challenge people to you know list the people that they have most contact with on a regular basis, say over a period of a, of a week, and then categorize those people by their age, their gender, where they work on the organization, and more importantly, the kind of energy they bring to you, that sort of thing, the diversity that they bring. We tend to hang out with people who are like us because it's comfortable, and then that becomes kind of a self-limiting thing. So if we can network with people outside of our discipline, number one, that brings fresh ideas in and it keeps us current. But number two, we really do need to be careful about when we're feeling like we're tapped out, we need to surround ourselves with people who are our biggest fans, not people who suck the life out of us. I talk about this too, if you're a toxin handler, there are people in organizations who people come to them because they're such good listeners, they're empathetic, they're sensitive, but what happens is that you start to, or that leader could start to take on the emotional baggage of these other folks and kind of suck the life out of us. So toxin handlers need to learn how to manage their boundaries and that's why kind of being aware of your social network is so key. When you're feeling kind of depleted, you need to spend less time with people who suck the energy out of you and more time with people who are your biggest fans. And this even happens when you're a leader. Yeah, doubly so. How's engagement related to all of this and, and being authentic and, and how does that help you with managing burnout? Well, engagement really looks at who are you as a leader and what's your voice and what's the difference you want to make. So sometimes when we get called to leadership roles, the original kind of call to that was one thing and then over time we end up morphing into doing some other things because we just sort of let it drift. But really, we need to get centered back on, like, what, what is the difference that I want to make here? So along with that is to get kind of clear on what difference do I want to make. But the other thing is that when we're feeling burned out, we need to feel like we make progress every day. So if we can get centered on that big thing that we want to do and take a step every day towards it, will feel like we've accomplished something. And most leaders want to feel like they've accomplished something. So that's why, you know, sort of setting that goal for yourself, if you will, and it may not even have to do with your professional leadership. It actually might be a personal goal sometimes, but whatever it is that gives you energy and has you feel like you're making progress towards something that is authentic to you and what you're about as a leader. Great. Now, Tammy, I know you're going to be doing a presentation here in a few minutes, and I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do want to ask you, when the dust settles on your presentation today, what is the one message that you want to leave with the IABC Edmonton members here in the room? Well, maybe it's two messages. <laughs> I have a hard time with one. Two, uh, messages, two, is, messages. two messages is good. One is to normalize that we all go through periods and that feeling burned out can actually be a gift. And the gift is, when we're feeling burned out, it's a sign or a signal that it's time to change. And so it may feel like pieces of ourselves have kind of dropped away, but actually it's an opportunity because we can take a step back and we can look at things and say, okay, this isn't working for me. 
what is it I do want? That's the first thing is just, it's, it can be an opportunity and it's actually quite normal to feel that way. And then I guess the second thing is to give yourself permission to take that time to do it. Because most of us feel like we don't have the time and I would say you can't afford not to take the time because it's about you, your, your impact as a leader is diminishing if you don't give yourself that gift to step back and take a look at things. Well, Tammy, this has been fantastic. Now, before I let you go up to the podium, can you tell our listeners where they can learn more about you? Yes, they can go to our website. It's www.calliopelearning.com. I know that's a mouthful. So it's spelled C-A-L-L-I-O-P-E learning.com. Great. And thank you for joining us on the IABC Edmonton podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks again for joining us for this recap of the latest IABC Edmonton professional development session. I'm your host, Marvin Polis. Be sure to join us next time.